What's up, everybody? This is Paula Phelps, and you are listening to On a Positive Note. As we head back to school, there's no better time to talk to Marsha Goodman, a cognitive neuroscientist turned popular children's singer, songwriter, and recording artist who performs under the name Marsha and the Positrons. As the name implies, her music is imbued with positivity and teaches listeners about things like kindness, friendship, and taking care of the planet, as well as the people who live on it. She also throws in some science and makes learning as fun and easy as listening to a song. Her third album, Energetic, is being released September 1st, and she's here today to talk about her music and what she hopes we all can learn from it. Marcia, thank you for being with me here today. Thanks for having me. It's nice to chat with you. Well, you're the perfect guest to have on for Back to School because I think you might be the first artist I've seen that combines science and positive social messaging and music. So tell me how you draw all three of those things together to uh, create Marsha and the Positrons. Yeah, I'm actually a former scientist. So I find science really fun and interesting. My goal is to kind of like make science fun for other for other people, make science fun for kids and families. And, and I write for all ages. So, you know, all of my stuff is kid appropriate and aimed at kids, but it's also aimed, there's like different levels <laughs> to it. So it's also <laughs> aimed at, you know, older kids or grownups. And so like, I think that anybody can listen and find something fun in the music. And then, and I, and that's a, a key goal for me in my songwriting too, is making it fun. I don't want people to like come to, to my music to learn a lesson, even right. though there's facts in there, but I want them to come in and have fun with science. And then I think it's really important to connect it to our humanity. Science is about like learning about the world, learning about ourselves, learning about others, learning about, you know, other creatures, learning about the environment. And so I think it's important to kind of like bring that big picture in and think about what's important to our humanity, what makes us humans. And so it's kindness and friendship and things like that. And so I, I feel like that's important to, to put in there because I want to say something in my songs and, and not just let it be a lesson, which is which, right. you know, has its own value. But I, I feel like it's it, science is sort of a vehicle for, for sharing other messages too. <laughs> and you, you need to talk about the musicality because you use a lot of different styles. It really is a fun, fun joyride through a lot of different topics. Talk about the different styles of music that you're using. Yeah. So my musical influences are pretty varied. I kind of grew up listening first to like radio and pop. And then once I was like a little bit older, I started picking my own music and was into different kinds of like indie rock and then started exploring jazz and blues and um, started singing jazz and blues. And so I feel like all of those influences kind of pop in there. And so, you know, when I'm writing a song, usually the melody and lyrics come together for me in my head (laughs) and the songs kind of have their own style already when they come to me. (laughs) Oh, that's what a great gift. Thanks universe. (laughs) Yeah, right. So it might be like a little song snippet. But for me, you know, I'll like have a a phrase or something that runs through my head with like some music attached to it. And I think just all those different influences that are there in my brain sometimes pop out as as different kinds of musical styles. And I kind of run with that and let it go where it's, you know, wherever, wherever the universe is leading me, I guess. (laughs) That's great. And it makes for a really fun variety of, of sounds. You don't get locked into any one sound as you're going through the music. And then also with this, with energetic, it also really gave you the opportunity to bring in some really interesting guest players from different genres. That's what I found interesting too. 
I feel like one of the fun things about sort of the genre of candy kids indie music is that there's a lot of different people doing different things and, you know, have all kinds of different friends. And so sometimes I'll, I'll write a song and I think I hear something else in it and I bring in some other people. And also my bandmates are really like super talented and my producer is super talented and sometimes they'll have an idea. So one of my favorite things is going to the studio and recording and then seeing what other ideas come to the table based on everybody else's influences and, and ideas. And I, I like to bring in all those ideas, whatever, whatever someone has to add, I think it's like, it's just fun to like, to add that to whatever we've got going on. Yeah, I think it's always interesting to see a song grow up in the studio. You know, it comes in as like this 100%. infant and you think this is what it's going to be like. And then it evolves into something much different than you originally thought it would. Absolutely. And then, and, and my producer, um, I've worked with the same producer for all of my records so far. His name is TJ Lipple and he's super talented. And sometimes I'll bring a song to him. And usually, you know, when I, when I send him a demo, it's just, you know, voice and acoustic guitar, but there's a rhythm to it and he'll hear that in there. And then, you know, he'll add something. And by the time we get to the mixing stage, he usually brings in other ideas as well. And, and I'm like, I'm all for it. And my bandmates, my piano player, um, David Durst is super talented and he's got a whole range of musical history as well. <laughs> it has like different, he's done classical stuff and different kinds of like chamber music writing, all kinds kinds of different stuff. So and a pop background and then played in all these bands. And so I feel like each of us has our own influences that have come in. And, and uh, you know, I love I love exploring all that. That's wonderful because it definitely works in the finished product. <laughs> it's, it's very fun. But I I cannot be the only person with this question. I cannot be the first person who has asked you. <laughs> you probably know what it is. How does one go from being a cognitive neuroscientist to being a children's music performer? Yeah. And a successful one. It's not like you're doing this <laughs> as a you. side gig. So Right, right. Well, I mean, I've always been musical. I've always I've been singing as long as I can remember and played different instruments all along and did musical theater and different things through school. And then also, you know, really liked school and liked um, science, especially once I once I, you know, sort of discovered science and was in full on in a PhD program <laughs> doing cognitive neuroscience, doing research about the visual system and developing this brain imaging technique. In this lab with others and decided to sort of, we, we moved and I had decided to leave my PhD program with my master's and wanted to take a little break from, from science and make sure that I finished my master's degree. So the day that I sent my master's, I bought a guitar. <laughs> I had already been writing some songs in my head. At that time, I was living in Boston and the guitar shop was one of the teachers there and he was a Berkeley grad. And when I was younger, I used to play violin and cello. So I already had sort of that string background and doing sort of like bowing and fingering. So it was kind of like you flip it on the side for a guitar, right? And then <laughs> it, it came to me pretty quickly. And I already, like I said, I was already writing some songs in my head. So I wanted to be able to like accompany myself and kind of, thought I would follow that path for a little bit and see where it led. And it's led me here. <laughs> wow. And then That's also amazing. once I had kids at the time when I was learning guitar, I was also singing around Boston and kind of exploring the music scene a little bit. And I would sing at like blues jams and like jazz open mics and like this piano bar. And I kind of frequented those places. So I had like the, the jazz and blues stuff happening. And then also learning that I would be learning like, you know, indie rock songs or pop songs on guitar at the same time. And then once I had my, my children, my, my daughter, I was singing to her 
all the time and was mostly singing like jazz standards. But then I would start to entertain her and sing, make up something while I was cooking dinner or whatever. So one of the first kid songs I wrote was from my first album. It's called Spinach and Carrots. And <laughs> it was you know, influenced by uh, making dinner for my daughter. And then another, uh, I think one of the next ones I wrote might have been um, the Penguin song, which was by that time I had two kids and my middle one was in preschool and one of his friends was really interested in penguins. And so he came, they were doing a penguin unit to kind of like honor that. And he would come home and tell me these penguin facts. And so a lot of those facts made it into the song. And, um, you know, so like the different conversations with my kids inspired songs and, and, you know, kind of run with it from there. (laughs) Well, so what had driven you to be a neuroscientist because there's something that made you want to do that. And then how is that similar to your music? Like yeah. what, what is that driving force that connects those two? Yeah, I mean, I, I find the brain really fascinating. <laughs> and and I think, you know, it's just, it sort of, it amazes me how flexible our brains are and how we can sort of recover from brain injuries and how, how the brain works. I just find the brain to be like super interesting. And one of the ways that it connects for me with what I'm doing, working with music for kids, especially, is that with young children, music and movement is really tightly connected to language development in the brain. And so the more music and movement that you do with children, the more you're helping to develop all of this, all of these important systems. And music also ties together a lot of different areas of the brain. So you're counting by like tapping the beat or keeping the beat with your body. You're you're um, involving your motor system and your sensory system and your like vestibular system when you're when you're moving to the music. But then you're also connecting um, social, emotional, and memory, and and you're creating memories and you're connecting with other whether it's a caregiver or a friend or a sibling or or even the the emotions that the music drives and and brings out in you so you're it's sort of creating these these like physical pathways in the brain and these these like connections so the more that kids are doing that in that sort of critical language development and like brain development stage from like birth to five it like sets them up for life in in these like cool ways so i i think about that kind of stuff when you know i might be like throwing out a dance move and you know inviting people to clap along and sing along but they're doing all these other things and their brains are like you know putting it all together for them right That's fantastic because you probably think that through more than the average musician does. I'm just guessing. I may. That, that's a, <laughs> I, I think that's a fair uh, that's a fair accusation or a fair observation. <laughs> so at what point did you realize like this is really working? This is something I can record albums. I can do live performances. How far into your journey were you when you're like, wow, this is really resonating with people? Well, you know, when I first started going out in Boston and singing at like open mics and blues jams, it was kind of the first time of sort of like doing that solo. Like I had done more like group stuff before that. And just seeing how how people reacted to my singing was kind of eye opening for me that, you know, just you can see the joy and people are like, you know, come back come back again and sing again. So so that was like very encouraging. And then after like, aside from singing for my children, I also, when my daughter turned three, um, I was invited, you know, to like help celebrate her birthday at the preschool. And she was my first, I didn't really know like what you were supposed to do. So I said, oh, shall I bring my guitar? And the teacher said, yeah, that'd be great. And I wrote her a little birthday song and I Aww. did like three is a magic number. And one other song, I don't remember what the other song was that I did, but it was, you know, interactive and fun and 
and they that and they ended up recruiting me to teach. <laughs> and I did oh this training gosh. program and started teaching music at the preschool. And 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 that evolved and you know went from from teaching music classes to teaching also the drama classes there. And I wrote a musical for the like graduating five year olds. And they added two year old classrooms. I started working with the two year olds. And, uh, and then people said, Oh, you know, are you available for this to play at this birthday party or this event? And that it started, I started playing out. And then at the time I was also writing songs. And so eventually, um, you know, it started, started doing covers, but then, you know, added in my own songs. And then, but when I was pregnant with my third, I realized if I don't record these songs now, it's going to be like another five years before, (laughs) before I can do anything with them. Yeah, at that point, I had like enough for an album. So I decided to make an album. And I recorded my first record when I was um, nine months pregnant. I was like two weeks away from delivery. (laughs) (laughs) And spent this long day in the studio and recorded all of my parts in that one day. That was how uh, that was how it all happened. (laughs) It really feels like every step of your journey, you were getting a lot of confirmation that you needed to be doing this. You know, it just sounds like it was so it it was so purposeful. and, And just every sign was pointing you. Yeah, keep going down that road. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, like, the more that I performed, the more I saw, I see the joy in the audiences, and I, and I would get stories back. Um, My first record is called Gravity Vacation. And, you know, at this one show, this, this mom came up to me and said, my three-year-old dropped her sippy cup. And she said, that's because of gravity. And she knew that because (laughs) of your song. And I was like, blown away by that. And just how these, how like really young kids can like pick up these messages. And like, that's just the coolest thing that, you know, kids are like sponges. And so they're absorbing all of this um, information. So like, let's put out these positive messages. Let me throw out some science facts and they'll pick it up at their own, you know, at their own pace, like whatever makes sense for them. But I think just sort of like putting that out there and letting that kind of ripple out into the world is like, is really cool. And then just seeing people having fun, having like families dancing together and singing together and enjoying music and, and doing things together in the real world. That's like, that's really cool. Well, and I think too, that parents appreciate that it's easy (laughs) on their ears too. You know, when I was growing up, kids music was not palatable for adults. It just wasn't. And, you know, that's one thing that has really changed, I think. And and your music is so inviting, even, and and you can't help but kind of sing along, hum along, start, start going with it. And so I think that's huge. Yeah, I would love to take credit for for, <laughs> you know, for that, but I'm not the only one who's doing that. I think that like the whole genre has really grown and Definitely. that there's a lot of, you know, I think there's an appreciation for um, children's musicians being like solid musicians and bringing interesting perspectives to the table. The goal is to elevate that, you know, whatever topic that you're singing about and making it accessible to kids, but interesting for anybody. And so I think that that's, you know, I think that that's a cool thing. And as a parent, I I definitely appreciate that myself, that if I'm listening to somebody else's music, if it's something that I'm enjoying, you know, I'm going to want to keep it on. And, and it's, then it's, it also inspires conversations and it sort of brings you to different places, depending on, you know, how old your kids are and what they're interested in and stuff. Right. You know, I think fueling that connection is important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I grew up with Schoolhouse Rock and I feel like that was kind of like broke the door open for this to kind of I'm going to learn and I'm going to learn with music and it's going to be cool. And so it's so, so awesome to look back and see like how it has just kind of grown on the shoulders of that and continue to develop as a as a genre. 
Too cool. Yeah. And, and also um, Sesame Street, you know, like I think about oh, yeah, it, I think definitely. if you think about Sesame Street and I was a Sesame Street kid when I was little <laughs> and Mr. Rogers and, and, you know, you think about how there were always different levels there. There were, you know, like lines and in the songs that were like meant for the you know jokes for the grownups. So I kind of like that throwing that in there and a kid might not get the joke or they might think it's funny and not appreciate it until later. And that's okay. Like, that's cool that, that they may listen to something, you know, and, and sort of realize something about it later, but also that the grownups have something for them in the songs. And, um, and also all those, you know, like, if you think about how like, wonderful, um, Mr. Rogers was with all of those like, important emotional messages. And so maybe those I think that those influences are somewhere in my brain as well. <laughs> so one of the things I really did want to talk about is the kind of positive messages that you bring into it. And, and there's two components to this one, I want to ask about how it is like in, in a post pandemic world, and how that might have changed some of your messaging. But talk about how you go about working that positive messaging into your songs. Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, you know, I think that when I'm writing a song, like I said, sort of the 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 song ideas come from different places. Sometimes it comes from like a snippet of something somebody said or an idea or what have you. But then when I'm like sitting down to write it, I want to, I think about, you know, like, okay, how is this fun? You know, <laughs> what is, and, and what's, you know, like, what is the overall message that, that I, what's the connection here to our humanity or, you know, how does this make sense in the big picture? And so, you know, I think uh, those, those ideas just come to me. Um, like for example, in the new album, there's a song called Starlings. And that was inspired by, you know, like seeing a flock of starlings. They have the, these really cool formations. I looked up the word for what those are called. It's called murmuration. So I put that word in the oh, song yep. and <laughs> explained about that. But I was also just thinking about how like how it's just such a cool thing that they they're so unified. They fly together. And I thought about just how what that means for us. And you know, and, and how like we can accomplish more when we're unified. And I was thinking about like the Black Lives Matter movement and and how as communities we can help each other and lift each other up and in different ways so that you know sort of is is in the song as well and and that idea of of we can accomplish more when we're unified and working together so you know it's it it kind of for me that flowed <laughs> one of your songs is called New Leaf and that happens to be like my favorite song on the album oh. and talk about that. And I think that's a great one for back to school because <clears throat> it's, it's really about dealing with anxiety. Can you talk about that song? And I want to hear too the story of how that came about. Yeah. I think that, that, that concept of like, every day can be a new day. And that I just, I like that idea of like, you can wake up and start fresh every day. We kind of focus on the new year sometimes. And, you know, when we hit that new year mark, we think about new year's resolutions and starting fresh and starting new, but like any day can be the beginning of the next year. Every, you know, every day is a, is a new exactly. day. Right. And so like that, that idea of that, like, okay, whatever happened before, whether, you know, like if you think about the pandemic or other things, other, you know, negative things that happen, everybody goes through stuff. And so you can choose how your day is going to be. You can choose what's happening. And so you can try to turn over a new leaf, start fresh and, and just how the idea that it's like better with, with friends and better together so that if we can connect with others, that that kind of like helps us bring, bring ourselves into a new space and like with, with positivity. So I love um, it. Cause we have a back to school playlist, the live happy back to school oh, cool. playlist. And I'm going to add that to the playlist Sweet. Uh, this week because it just, it just fits right in. It's yeah. itself at home. 
And then when I mean that that song came to me around the Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah, and I was thinking about there's sort of like apples and honey are like bringing sweetness into the New Year, sort of the concept there, and and I think that idea of like turning over a new leaf is also it's part of that tradition, and so like that was sort of I think was was running around in my head when uh, when that song came to me. That's so fun. So now are you, you've got the new album coming out September 1st. We're going to tell our listeners how they can find it. We're going to include some things about it on our page. I think we're doing a little giveaway. Oh, and, yay. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So as this comes out, what do you hope that people take away from it? Not just kids, but their parents as well. I hope that when people listen, that it makes them wonder about something, find, you know, find some something interesting to think about that maybe they hadn't been thinking about before, maybe spark a, a conversation or an exploration of some kind and just kind of keep people having fun with science and being interested in science. And I think that if, if it can also like help people to connect with each other and, you know, whether it's a conversation or just some ideas, I, I feel like that's, um, that would be my goal for people while they're listening. And what a wonderful accomplishment for music to make. So this is fun. Marsha, I appreciate you coming on the show. This is, it really is a fun album. I'm excited to share it with our listeners and I'm excited to let them meet you and some of the, the work that you're doing. So thank you for sitting down and talking with me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. And, and I really thank you for, for sharing my music with your listeners. That was Marsha Goodman of Marsha and the Positrons. If you'd like to learn more about Marsha, listen to her music, or follow her on social media, just visit livehappy.com and click on the podcast tab. And you can also enter to win our back-to-school prize pack that includes all three Marsha and the Positron CDs, signed and personalized by Marsha herself. You'll also win some other Marsha and the Positron swag and a few gifts from Live Happy. So check out our landing page for this episode or follow us on social media to find out how to enter. And while you're on our site, shop our selection of teacher gifts and get 10% off with the code LIVEHAPPYNOW. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of On a Positive Note, and I look forward to joining you again next time. So until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one. Happy one.